Hey everyone, welcome to today's podcast where we're going to talk about how to understand your cravings. So why do you have unhealthy cravings, right? That's the question. And I think the more you understand it, the easier it is to fix that problem. You see, I think a lot of times in our society, I think the medical establishment is much more about dealing with symptoms than finding cures. And I think that bleeds over into our thinking about weight loss and specifically cravings. And so once you understand what, why these cravings exist, what's causing them in a more contextual way, then you can start resolving it and finding a genuine, genuine cure for it because you do not have to experience unhealthy cravings all the time, forever. Okay. You can manage them. You can make them, I, I don't want to say make them completely go away because I don't know if that's possible, but you can absolutely minimize them and make them way less than what you're currently experiencing. But I think it helps to understand what they are in the first place. So um, one thing I want to talk about, it, it's uh, some of what I'm going to be talking about is from directly this book here, which is a great book, strongly recommend it. And so the idea is this book's all about biological evolution and cultural evolution, right? And so what happens is we're all living in bodies that have evolved over millions of years in a food scarce natural environment. And so in order to understand yourself, in order to understand the obesity epidemic, you really need to understand evolution and where we came from. How do we get here? Right? We'll just all of a sudden have these bodies. Um, these bodies were created in a completely different environment, um, literally almost like an alien environment to where we're at now. Although it's flipped around, we're living in an alien environment now and we, we did evolve in a natural environment. And so what this leads to is something that they refer to as a mismatch um, mismatched diseases of type two diabetes, obesity. Um, these were things that didn't exist through most of history, simply because the environment, we, we adapted and evolved in a food scarce environment. So we've adapted in that environment, but now we're in a completely different environment. So why do we have such cravings for sugar, for flour, for processed foods, right? Why is it? Um, why aren't we optimized to be healthy, right? Why don't we naturally balance our food intake and feel you know, a, a indifference for these foods or a disgust for these foods when we're overweight and sick, right? Because we could even have, we could have type two diabetes, cardiovascular disease, knowing that our lifestyle and our eating is part of that. Why do we have that, right? And to, or understand that, again, we gotta go back into evolution and we gotta look at food scarce environments. So in a food scarce environment, what happens is certain qualities um, are selected for. And so one of them is people that could eat a lot, right? When there was food around, they are the ones that end up surviving. And so those genes get passed on. And so again, you have to understand that it was a food scarce environment. And so when you were in front of food, the people that could eat the most when there was food there were the ones that tended to survive. And so what ends up happening now, what we know is, you know, when you see a lot of calories, you want to eat it. Why do you want to eat it though? That's the interesting part. And that's where you want to understand evolution. Um, you want to eat it because again, your ancestors, my ancestors, all of us that are here pretty much at this point had ancestors that could eat a lot when there was food around. And so now we inherit those genes. And when we get in front of a, a food that has a lot of calories in it, and we start eating those, our brain starts releasing dopamine that basically feels really good. And it makes us want to do more of it. Right? So you felt this, we've all felt it. And so in, in this environment, that seems like an unhealthy thing. 
But in a natural environment, it's a great thing, right? It's the thing that's going to keep you alive. And so, again, it becomes this mismatch that, you know, something that for millions of years was helpful, you know, eating everything we could possibly eat, now in this environment becomes deadly, you see? And so let's break it down a little bit more just to kind of bring this in, um, to, to bring perspective into this. Why unhealthy cravings? Why don't we crave healthy food, right, as much as we crave the unhealthy stuff, right? That's the big question. And again, you have to understand that in a natural environment, there was no processed unhealthy foods, right? There was calories, there was nutrients, you know? And so all of a sudden, when we get the opportunity to eat a lot of calories, our brain doesn't realize that we're in this new environment. It just says, great calories, eat them up. And what I mean by that is they've done studies on mice where they'll put a tube into the stomach, so they're not even tasting it. And when they put high calorie foods in there, they, um, they release more dopamine. When they put low calorie foods in, they release less dopamine. So again, this is why, right? You, why do we have that feeling? Why does a cookie taste so good and a carrot tastes like what tastes, right? It's easy to eat a box of cookies. It's hard to eat a box of carrots, right? And so a big part of that is literally when you eat the cookie, your brain releases lots of dopamine. And, it may, and that's what keeps that craving going and you wanting it. Right? Because your body's still in the evolutionary times, food scarce environment, doesn't hasn't caught up. And so on top of that, what they've done is you, if you start to look at processed foods, you start to realize this, this concept of evolved body, modern society, we're, we're always in this. And this is what's triggering us to overeat certain foods. So when you look at processed foods, what are they optimizing for? They're optimizing, they put lots of calories in because when there's a lot of calories in the food, we like it more. Just that there's calories, has nothing to do with flavor. The next thing is when the foods are easy to, to absorb and digest and to chew, right? Well, our body loves foods that are easy to chew because again, in a natural environment, a lot of foods were extremely fibrous and they were hard to chew. You're really chewing, you know, the whole time to get all the calories out of it. So now when we can get foods that they always say like um, food, food engineering wise, the, the m modern marvel they have that they always reference is the Cheeto. Because you put that in your mouth and it starts dissolving before you even chew it, you see? So it's been so processed that these foods just practically melt in your mouth, you know? Which again, our brain loves, you know? <laughs> because it's a super stimuli, okay? I understand that. And so a lot of the foods we're eating now, we, we could say they're hyperpalatable. What's hyperpalatable? It's always referencing how quickly we can get calories into our body and how easily we can get those calories into our body. So it's always a function of that. How many calories are in the food? and how easily can we get those calories into our body? So we like foods that are processed, that we don't have to chew a lot, right? We like, our brain likes, I should say, right? And so this starts, again, these are kind of the, the top of the, the mountain here, but you can start to go down and understand why you crave, why do you crave sugar? Why do you overeat sugar and not overeat fruits and vegetables, right? Because sugar, again, implies calories. Sugar and sweetness was a relatively rare thing in the natural world, right? You would get it with honey was the sweetest thing that existed, followed by fruits, which were way less fruit, less sweet than they are now. Now, of course, everything's relative. So they were still sweeter than, you know, vegetables and, and other things you would eat. Um, but so our brain links up sweetness with calories. And so the more we eat of that, the better, you see. Um, flour, Okay, so flour, what we've done is we've taken flour and we've stripped it of a lot of the fiber and the other nutrients that it has. 
and we get right down to the core of it. And so it's easily absorbed. And so what happens is sugar and um, flour specifically is that they cause a spike of glucose, right? So it's like a, it's almost like addictive because it's, it's instant. It's absorbed so fast and our body likes that. Okay. And that's why we, we do it. We want to eat more of it. And then when we're done with it, we want more of it. It's very addictive substances because again, they're absorbed very quickly and it goes back to these evolved reasons why we want it. So, um, as you understand this, I, I tell you, I share this with you so that you realize you're not weird for really liking flour-based products, sugar-based products, processed foods, junk food. It's not weird, okay? It's, it's, there's an evolve, evolutionary reason for it that makes a lot of sense in a natural environment. But now in the modern world, we have to update it. And this is the beauty of understanding biological versus cultural evolution. The beauty of cultural evolution is it proves to us that we as humans have this prefrontal cortex where to some degree we can create our own reality. And so it's up to you to update your programming to account for the new reality you live in. Because if you don't, you're still running those old biological programs. And when you're running those old biological programs in this modern environment, it's gonna make it very, very difficult for you to master, manage your weight and to manage your cravings. Okay, so you have to upgrade this and realize now you have to start to intentionally move yourself towards more natural foods. I hate to say more blander foods, you know, um, but when you eat more blander foods, it gives you more control, right? So this is how you start to understand the cravings. It's just, it, it's helpful to reference cocaine, you know, it just is because people have been chewing on coca leaves for thousands of years and they don't, they're not spun out addicts, you know, coke addicts. Um, because it's a slower absorption. It's a slower constant, a lower concentration of, you know, whatever's in cocaine. And so um, the real problem with cocaine starts when you concentrate it down to a powder form and it's easily absorbed and it's highly concentrated. And that's what makes it so addictive. And so a lot of the foods that we're getting addicted to have been processed down to a very addictive form. Okay. And so what you want to start doing, the way you manage these addictions is to manage the substances. Right? And this is where we diverge from the drug analogy because a lot of managing your weight is really about managing addictions, not about never having them. So it's not like you have to give up sugar or flour forever, but you do have to manage it so you're not consuming it all the time because your cravings are gonna be relative to the amount of these substances you're consuming, all right? Um, and so start paying attention to that. But at least now you have a sense, a, a deeper understanding, more context to why these foods are triggering you the way they, they do, okay? Um, so that you realize it's not you. There's nothing wrong with you. It's you just running old patterns in a new modern world. And so what you need to do is update, you know, your new thought patterns to, you know, understand the new modern situation that you're in, right? Um, all right, so if anyone has any questions, feel free to ask them. I see uh, someone say I look like Sean Connery. All right, I'll take that. <laughs> I, got, I got some nice people. This is good for my ego. Someone told me I look like George Clooney. Never heard any of this stuff in real life. It must be the, the camera. It must be my Sean Connery filter I got on today. <laughs> uh, so funny. But... um. Yeah, what are you guys working on here? What's the, what's going on with the weight? You know, any any questions you have, feel free to ask them. I'm happy to uh, to answer anything I can for you. Um, but yeah, it's uh, I'll tell you, understanding the cravings. So you know, I didn't go into how to. Uh, what do you think of Ezekiel bread? I think I love it. I love Ezekiel bread. I eat it every day. 
well every weekday um because i think it's really great you know now that's that's saying something because uh i didn't really like it at first you know to be honest uh if you've had Ezekiel bread, I think you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's not unlike, uh, you know, eating, what was it, like kind of a mix of cardboard. I feel like you took cardboard and sticks and leaves, dried leaves, <laughs> and you made some food out of it, you know? Maybe you had Ezekiel bread. But um, you get over that pretty quick. <clears throat> this is another point, actually, kind of building what I was just saying about really managing <laughs> sawdust yeah yeah sawdust um it's like so so like understanding the the unhealthy cravings we have are natural do you, do you know what i mean it, the cravings we have for it and our responses to it are natural it's the it's the products and the substances are not natural that's that's where the problem is right and so um you know the 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 culture revolution I, i'm not saying our culture ain't evolving to, to make use <laughs> Our culture is not going to evolve quick enough to make you healthy. I can promise you in your lifetime, you're not going to be able to, uh, to rely on the culture to make you healthy. You have got to take control of this yourself. Okay. And so when I started eating Ezekiel toast, I was coming from just white bread. No, you know, I wasn't. I, my, my evolution was white bread and I've been eating peanut butter toast my entire life. It started with white bread and Jif. And then it moved to a wheat, whole wheat bread. And I was eating that for a long time until I, I did an interview with Isabel De Los Rios, I'm, if you know her from Beyond Diet. Um, and she, I said, what's the number one, you know, misconception people have about food? And she goes, that, that wheat bread's good for you. And I was like, what? what do you mean? I'm eating wheat bread. And so that was like when I realized, learned about flour, you know? And I said, okay, I'm gonna change that up. I don't wanna do that. And so, yeah, I went to the Ezekiel um, bread and uh, yeah, yeah, you know, as we saw, yeah, sawdust. Yeah, the other ingredient, right, that I missed. Um, so yeah, you eat it the first time, you're like, oh my God, this is disgusting, you know? But, um, you know, you just stick with it. Everything's relative, pretty much, you know? And so it's like, yeah, Ezekiel, I didn't love it, but I gave myself a week or two weeks, and then it's like, all right, this is just what I eat, you know? And, and that leads to a bigger point, that when you want to influence your weight, you've got to be able to influence your eating. And so if you want to influence your eating, you need to be influence your, you need to be able to influence this. That's the most important part. I, I talk about this every day, that you've got to have your mindset in, um, you know, on track. You know, it has to be, because it's running everything else that comes from it. You know, like it's your weight. What, what equals your weight? Well, it's your eating, basically. It's your calorie consumption, your calorie balance. You know, people talk, oh, well, exercise. I don't believe that. I, I, I believe there's very, very few people that are going to exercise away the weight. You know what I mean? Especially, oh, I haven't worked out in 10 years. Well, you're not going to exercise a weight off. No way, you know? I always say your eating controls your weight, your exercise controls your shape. Think of it that way, you know? So ultimately, it's your eating. So we know this, I think, right? My body reflects my eating. But this is where most people stop, you know? They go, oh, my body, I got to change my eating. I'm going to change my eating. Give me a diet. Give me some meal plan to follow, some diet to follow. And then we use willpower to try and force ourselves to do it. And that's that's everyone's weight loss plan in a nutshell, basically. So what you got to do is you got to go deeper into it. And so what leads to your eating, you know, and your eating is um, what, what leads to your eating is, is really two things, your state, what, what state you're in, you know, how you feel and what you're thinking, you know. And so um, the Ezekiel was gross when I first ate it. So if all I did was base what I'm going to eat based on how it tastes, I, I'd be I wouldn't couldn't be able to control my weight. 
Um, but I look at the eating in terms of what's going to allow me to live at the weight I want to live at and have the lifestyle I want to lead, you know, and, and the quality of life I want to have. So it's a top down process for me where I, I really make that decision and then work to strategically put those things into my life, you know, and I've done that with all the foods, you know, so I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. People, I, I, I come from a family that was just so about the food, you know, and it's like, yeah, my, my father died of 54 of a heart attack and still they're all about the food. Some of them. And they make fun of me even. Make fun of me about the way I am with food, you know? It's a crazy world. But again, my, it comes back to my point. The point I'm trying to make is that the, the cultural evolution ain't going to save you, you know, in time. You've got to make the changes of yourself in your own mind, you know? What is BDNF? Got me. What is it? Yeah, Chuck says thanks. You're welcome. Yeah, you got to... Uh, you definitely have to program your own mind, all right? That's why it's called program yourself then because <laughs> you got to program yourself. Um, you've got your biological programming that wants you to eat everything in sight and you have your cultural programming, which is trying to get you to eat everything in sight, you know? And so if you just let yourself be, what do they say? You can't control the wind, but you can control your sails sort of thing, you know? Um, that's what it's like. You can't control your biological cravings and your cultural cravings that have been put in there, you know? Um, yeah, sure. Um, so, so you have to, you have to take care of control of yourself. You know, you really do. We live in a society. I, I've referenced it a lot. Like imagine a hundred years ago, 100 years ago, it's uh 1923 and you're a smoker and you want to stop smoking because well, why do you want to stop smoking in 1923, <laughs> right? That's an interesting question of itself because a lot of people didn't even think it was bad for them, right? In 1923, you had ads all over the place saying with doctors, oh, this is the healthiest cigarette. You didn't think about how bad they were, you know? And so it's important to understand that like what you think and what you feel is really bad or not bad is to a certain degree just... I, I remember at my first sales job, the guy goes, perception's reality, right? And so you, you think intuitively like, well, if smoking's bad, I, I know it's bad. It's obvious, but what's wrong with all those people? They didn't realize it was so unhealthy, right? That's how we look at it now. But it's like, you wouldn't have thought that, you know what I mean? Like, like what do you think about your food now? You know, even the food, it's like, you know, it, it's so bad, <laughs> but it's framed as, as a very benign thing. Even though we're in an obesity epidemic, even right, all that stuff, even though it's an epidemic and all that shit, it's, um, food is still framed as a very kind of benign thing. It's not. Um, yeah, visualizing your goal weight self. That, that's pretty much the entire process um, that the program yourself then is built on, which is different than the diets because most diets, um, what's happening is you're starting off as your overweight self and you're saying, okay, overweight self, let's, let's stop eating. You know, let, let's change what we're, let's change our behavior, external focus. And you try and do all that, but deep inside your mind, the whole time you identify as an overweight person who's just doing something different, just trying it out, just let's see what happens. To the point that I, again, I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. Every one of those I've asked, what happened? You lost the weight and then you put it back on. What was going on? And the answer you always get is, I didn't feel like myself. You see, so in my program, um, Program Yourself Thin, there's a weight mastery blueprint. It's a workbook. It's 60 pages. The first part's motivation. Right? You need to be motivated. But as soon as you're motivated, the next part where the, where the program genuinely starts 
is your self-image, your identity. Who do you want to be? And so this visualizing your goal weight self, it, it's beyond visualization on top of that. Okay. I visualization's fine, but it's um it could be better, I think. And so I come up with a process called self-hypnotic programming. And where visualization, a lot of people get caught up on it because they imagine in their mind they're going to literally see as as I'm looking at this pen here, they believe in their mind when they visualize they're going to see themselves at their goal weight or whatever the goal may be. You're not. You're not going to see it that clearly, perhaps. Some people may. Um, but it's important that you realize that most of the the visualization, I think of it as, um, as a hypnotic process, but I like to add more stuff to it. Right? So what do I mean by that? Well, I think the big three are this. Visualization's key. Most of your brain is dedicated to visual, no doubt. Auditory, though, is a huge part. What you're saying to yourself, what you imagine hearing, huge. But the big one, in my mind, is kinesthetic, what you're feeling. And when I'm programming myself in whatever way I am, when I want to lose weight, I want to connect to the feeling more than even the visual part of it. Do you understand? Because you don't visually think of your body that often. It's unusual, if you want to put it that way. Um, imagine going back to evolution. There was no scales. There was no mirrors. There was no pictures, right? Um, so like how you looked, your weight, what there was no, there's no evolved, you, you didn't adapt anything for that. So when you visualize yourself looking a certain way, it's it's not a real thing. Do you know what I mean? Like you don't you don't measure it. Um, this is why you got to step on a scale to see where you're at. You know? Yeah. What's the best way to connect to the feeling? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, there's a couple ways. So I'll talk about this. Yeah, because this is let's really get the, the interesting part of it, in my opinion, is. So we got to take a step back because this is where most people go wrong right from the first step. The first step they make on their weight loss journey is wrong because they're on a path of wanting to look better primarily. Now, why do we think that? Well, every single diet you've seen in your life, every diet ad you've seen, you've seen millions of them. It's always the before and after picture. It's always, always the before and after picture and people talking about how they look better and they felt more confident they looked better. It's all about how they look. It's all very superficial, right? And so I think a better path to go on is to start to frame this process. I always say this, like you want to take your weight loss and wrap it in personal development. Okay. So that, yeah, I know you want to look better, but we all want to look better. Okay. But, but let's just put that to the side because that's an extrinsic motivator. It's the weakest form of motivation. And so what we want to do is we want an intrinsic motivator. Now, intrinsic motivation is fascinating. I, I go through this, like I said, the very first part of the program, after I teach you the hypnotic technique that, that's the core of the program. But once you get into the workbook, the very first thing is motivation because most people do not know how to motivate themselves. Okay. And so level one, I take it through the motivation matrix. Level one is pain and pleasure, how to use that strategically. But level two is intrinsic, extrinsic motivation. And this is really the science of motivation. You ought to know this if you want to create a change in your life. And so intrinsic motivation is that feeling, you know, like when you work on a puzzle, you ever work on a puzzle and like you finally, you get a piece and you put it in, you know that feeling you get, right? Now that's an interesting feeling, right? Because who gives a shit if you put a piece of a puzzle in, right? Contextually, if you zoom out, look at it, like who cares? It, it means nothing, you know? However, it really feels like something on the inside. 
right? So what you want to do is that's a that's an evolved feeling, right? That's something that really means something to us. So if we start to orient our weight loss journey on intrinsic motivation, on how we want to feel, how we want to live, um, progress each and every day, there's a lot more internal systems dedicated to that than there are giving a shit about what you look like weight-wise. So how do you connect to the feeling? Well, this is the secret. It's You're not going to believe this. It's actually not about the ultimate outcome even a lot of times. It's not about looking a certain way. It's about feeling the way you want to feel. And this takes some practice because, you know, what you typically do to try and motivate yourself to lose weight is you think about where you're at, you think about your body, you think about your weight, you think about you feel like shit, and you say, I don't want to feel that way anymore. I'm tired of feeling like shit. I'm tired of being fat. I'm tired of not fitting in my clothes. I'm tired of blah, 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 blah. And it's all about what you don't want, okay? Um, and so that doesn't work well for your subconscious mind because your subconscious mind doesn't understand negatives, right? If I tell you not to think about a banana, what are you thinking about? A banana. So your entire weight loss strategy is really one of focusing on what you don't want anymore. And then you, I want to lose the weight, but even lose the weight to what I don't want, right? I don't want the weight. I want to lose it. You see, so linguistically, you're not speaking your subconscious mind's language. You need to be very intentional and specific about what you want to your subconscious mind. And so the alternative of, oh, I want to lose this and I don't want this and I don't want to look this way is to, well, what do you want? And this is always interesting because people struggle with this maybe they can say, I want to be X amount of pounds. I want to be a size blah. Why? Uh, I'll feel better. It'll be better. I'll look better. Well, there's a problem. <laughs> you got no motivation, no real motivation. You know, the things you're most motivated about in your life, it's almost like you can't articulate why, but there's a deep reason, right? So like work, right? You ever get up from work and you're like, oh, Christ, I do not feel like going to work, but you still go, right? Why? because there's a deep, deep motivation there. And that deep motivation is based on like real deep meaning to you. You know, maybe you're a parent, right? And a kid wants to play with you, you gotta do something. Oh God, I'm so tired, exhausted. You do it though, right? Why? Because you're motivated to do it because you have these deep reasons that you wanna be the parent you wanna be. So with the weight loss, again, I always say this, you, you need to articulate this process, not one of, oh, I just wanna lose some weight. I'm tired of, I wanna be, oh, thank you. Oh, that's cool, what's that? A big love, all right, thank you. Um, I want to be, I want to be, yeah, there we go. There we go, Chuck. That's what I'm talking about, right? I want to live longer. Now, again, even these words, the health word has been co-opted. Like it means so little to people. Do you know what I mean? It, it feel, like technically, logically we say, oh yeah, yeah, I want to be, I want to live longer and be healthy and da, 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 da. But health is like one of these words that means so little to us. Oh, thanks for the weights. All right. It means so little to us subconsciously. You know, health a lot of times, just as like the weight loss, it means negative stuff. Oh, I got to be healthy. I got to be boring. You know, sustainable, positive motivation rather than unsustainable fear motivation. There we go. Right. All median. I think you were here. I don't know. You were dropping bombs. Was that you? There was someone here. I did a live a couple of days ago and they were just like, I don't know. They were like, my, they were saying all the stuff I normally say. Um, but yeah, that's what we want. We want positive motivation that we want to be pulled towards our goal as opposed to just pushing ourselves, right? That's how most people are trying to motivate themselves. It's like they get their heels dug in and they're trying to push themselves to lose weight, right? It feels like that. Someone's got a gun to your head. It's the most amazing process in the world, right? Losing weight and being healthy is the most enjoyable, 
amazing experience you could have as a human practically. And yet people approach it like there's a gun to their head. Now I don't blame anyone for this because you've been you've been programmed and hypnotized by the diets, you know? And the diets have you just thinking completely wrong. But what, what you really want, like in an ideal world, it doesn't have to be ideal, but what we want to do is we want to remember what is it that we're after here? And it's got to be more than just I want to look better. Your brain doesn't give a shit what you look like. Again, there's that cultural evolution piece. So, I mean, there is a bit of it, but all your biological evolution has absolutely zero benefit to looking better. Do you understand? Like it means literally nothing to you to like weigh less. You know, it just doesn't mean anything. And so, um, what we want to do is we want to tap into those deep intrinsic motivators. Like you were saying, I want to live longer, but even that's not enough. We need context. Usually you find the context through relationships, you know? So you say, I want to live longer because I want to see my grandkids. I want to live longer because I, so I can be here with my partner as long as possible. I want to squeeze every ounce of life out of every day with my partner. Or I want to, again, it's, it's whatever is important to you now. I don't know what that is, but you need to identify what's already important to you. People try and make the weight loss more important than it usually is to them. That doesn't work well. You need to find what's already important to you as a person. So for me, it's being a dad, being a husband, being a son and a brother, family, friends, and then running my business. You know, these are the things I love in my own personal development. I'm obsessed with it. I love it. It's the best journey I think anyone could ever be on. I, and it's mine. You know what I mean? But I absolutely love it. You know? And so that's my motivation. I want, it's not just, I want to be healthier. Well, for what? You need to give it context. You need to create your own meaning. Because right now, weight loss means fucking nothing to you. It really doesn't. I know it. You think about it all the time, but it means nothing. You know, it just means oh, I'm going to lose weight because I, I've, I've had <laughs> literally thousands of conversations with people who have lost weight and then put it back on. Well, how do you explain that? If just losing the weight and being at that low weight is so amazing, why do people put it back on? How do you describe that? Yeah. Someone says, living at my goal is the phrase you said that made everything come together for me. You're welcome. Yeah. That's what I always say. When people start listening to me, I say that I'm, I'm walking a different path. I'm not, I, I say weight loss because that's what people think. But as soon as they listen to me, what I'm saying right off the bat is stop trying to lose weight. Stop it. <laughs> you don't want to lose weight. You want to, and you know to say, return to your goal weight and live the rest of your life there on near autopilot. Now I say that and you instantly are like, yes. That's what I want, right? And that's what people in my program always say, because it's just like, it's just, I'm speaking your subconscious mind's language, right? I want to lose weight. Your subconscious mind, what's it thinking? It's thinking of you being overweight and then losing weight. It's just like when I say, don't think about a banana. What are you thinking about? A banana. When you think about yourself losing weight, what are you thinking about? Yourself being overweight, because that's what you know. And so just like when I say, don't think about a banana, you think about a banana and then you do some weird mental gymnastics to not think about it. You put like a red X over it. You do something mentally to let not think about it, but you still thinking about the banana. <laughs> and that's what matters. Your subconscious mind doesn't know the difference between vivid imagination and reality. And it can't, it doesn't understand negatives. So everything you're saying, your subconscious mind's thinking. And what you're always saying is, I'm tired of being overweight, I'm tired of being fat, I'm tired of being unhealthy, I'm tired of wheezing, I'm tired of being sick, I'm tired of being depressed. I'm tired. And you're always focusing on the things you don't want, which is why you're getting more and more and more of them. And you go, you're going nuts because you're like, Jesus, I'm, I'm always thinking about losing weight and it's not happening. But me as a hypnotist, I say, yeah, you're always thinking about being overweight. It's what you're thinking about. You know, literally, you're literally programming yourself to be at the weight you, you're at. And um, it's, it's just, it's, for me, it's common sense because I've studied hypnosis for so long. 
what I do is not rocket science, but it's so outside of the norm of how people think that it seems like magic almost, you know? I can tell you what you're thinking about your weight more than you can. I never met you. How can I do that, <laughs> right? It's because I know subconscious minds are subconscious minds. They're, they're, and the funny thing is subconscious minds are very literal. They're very childlike, you know? So they're like big, powerful babies. <laughs> you know what I mean? They are super powerful. You're subconscious. So let me just back up a little. You have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. Okay, the conscious part of your mind is the part of you that knows you want to lose weight, knows why you should lose weight, knows what you should do to lose weight, tries to get you to do those things, right? You know that part. That's the part you think you're just that. But you're primarily subconscious, right? You are primarily a subconscious being who's on autopilot through life. And so you go on a diet and you have all your subconscious programming. Your subconscious mind runs all your thoughts, feelings, and behaviors, your habitual ones. But your subconscious mind is not logical and rational like your conscious mind is. If it was, weight loss and change in general would be wicked easy. You just say, hey, you know what? We should lose some weight. You'd be like, yeah, we should. Let's just eat better. But that's not what happens. What happens is you say, okay, I've got, I want to lose some weight. Let's do this. And you get, you know, starts out great in the morning. And then you get in the afternoon, you say, oh, why, can we just have a cookie real quick? What about cookie? It's, cook <laughs> it's time for the cookie. It's time for a cookie. <laughs> It's time for a cookie. What are we doing? You know, and then you try to use your willpower and fight against that. You know what I mean? That, that, that behavior pattern, that program, you try and fight against it, you know, and it, you can only do it for so long because your conscious mind's not as strong as your subconscious mind. Your subconscious mind always wins, you know, because you're programmed to eat a certain way. You're programmed to be at the weight you're at, you know, and until you change your programming, you just keep repeating this cycle over and over and over and over and over and over again. You know, so yeah, so even just right off the bat, you get a feel for what subconscious programming sounds like in terms of you can compare, I want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight. I just want to lose weight to, I want to return to my goal weight and live the rest of my life there on near autopilot. Which one do you feel more connected to, right? Which one's more compelling to you? Well, it's obvious, you know, and that's just one example, you know, in my program, there's eight weeks. <laughs> it's eight weeks of, uh, you know, I mean, I've probably got a couple different parts, but it's eight weeks. As soon as you join, I've delivered through your phone, right? So instantly every morning when you wake up, there's a little message from me and then you click on it and you go and listen to a five minute hypnosis session. So not only do you relax your body and activate your parasympathetic nervous system, calm down, but then you get like positive, positive suggestions, you know, into your mind. And um, it starts programming your subconscious mind. Then at night, you listen to sleep gnosis session. It's 10 minutes. Not only do you sleep better, but it also, again, is putting all this new programming into your mind, you know? In addition to going through the weight mastery blueprints and using this technique, it's like it's all about reprogramming your subconscious mind. And that's the royal road to mastering your weight because then you, you know, what you don't understand is you just assume that your bad habits are natural and, and automatic but you never assume your good habits can be automatic, right? Even though you brush your teeth every morning and night automatically, right? That's a habit you installed in, that's a good one, and you do it every day now just on autopilot. And if for some reason you forget to do it, you remember it and you think about it and you do it, you wanna do it, you know? So good habits can be just as automatic, not just. Unfortunately, bad habits for certain reasons usually are a little easier to make automatic, so. I don't want to bullshit you, but you can make them a lot like, like my lifestyle now, um, you know, is it, it's very structured. You know what I mean? So I'm kind of surfing through my days, doing the right things that keep me at my goal. weight, keep me at the health I want to be at. 
you know? And when I'm looking to add more to it, you know, I use a subconscious process to program those in, you know? Um, Almedia says, meanwhile, I'm here agreeing with you, but I'm below my goal weight. That's funny, but but you're below your goal weight. So I'm, is that, that ED territory or what? I mean, what, because below your goal weight um, implies that you don't weigh what you want, right? So I want everyone to be at their goal weight. That's up for you to decide. Um, you know, but, but again, and I'm gonna get to that in a second. So yeah, I'm all right. If I just keep listening to you. Yeah. That's why you should get the program. I mean, geez, imagine, uh, yeah. I mean, says you remind me of my counselor so much. We learn about psychology together. Okay. Yeah. Great. Great. Yeah. Knowledge is power. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate all your comments. These are great. Um, Susan says, yeah, same with me, Barbara. I was in the mountains and could not listen daily and I messed up. <laughs> I get that. That's why you guys should invest in the program. You know, I'm not sitting here hawking it, but it's like, you know, that's just a thing I talk about sometimes in terms of the society we live in. I start sounding conspiratorial here, but you can agree or disagree. Okay. Um, but I think that there's a lot of money made off of people being unhealthy and unhappy. And I think a lot of times those two things are, are connected and um, there's not much, there's no one really guiding us in the right direction. You know, I, I do this out of necessity and um, out of a passion now, but it's like, you know, when you really think about how much positive, that's why I do these lives. That's why I do these videos. Um, it says, I have a very fast metabolism when I can afford all the food I want. I naturally get four to five calories a day. 5, okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a fast metabolism. I mean, I've read, you know, the difference between a fast and a slow metabolism is like 50 calories. So that that's, that's a problem. Unless you're, you know, like, what's his name there? Who's the guy, the swimmer? Was it Michael Phelps, right? But he, he used to eat like 6,000 calories a day, but he was training, you know, five, seven hours a day or whatever. Um, but unless you're, you're doing that a lot, I've got your program ASAP. You should, Susan. I mean, like, not only that, but I mean, like, my program, right? The first thing you learn is the program yourself then technique. It's a one minute self hypnotic programming technique you use at night to program yourself. That's the key thing. Because I always say, like, you know, it's it's the give a person a fish, feed them for a day, teach a person to fish, feed them for a lifetime. You have got to learn how to program your subconscious mind because it's being programmed constantly. I learned this when I opened my hypnosis office, I recognized instantly. I would hypnotize people, they'd go out feeling one way and they come back the next week the same. I said, what the hell's going on? And I realized, ah, people don't live in a vacuum. Every TV ad you see is a hypnosis session. You know what I mean? Like the cultural hypnosis to get you to eat shitty foods is, is overwhelming. So you need to learn how to defend yourself from it, recognize when suggestions are coming in and be able to give yourself suggestions that put you on the path you want to go, go with. Okay. Um, the next thing is the weight mastery blueprint, you know, and, um, it's the weight mastery blueprint is really, you have to come up with your own personalized strategies. You understand? This is another thing that diet is always telling you like, oh, here's a plan from someone's never met you, doesn't know you, and they're going to tell you how to eat. You're never going to follow that because it's not for you. You're a unique human being. That's like someone giving, oh, listen to this music, watch this kind of movies, you wear this kind of clothes. You'd never do that, but you're going to let someone just tell you how to eat. It's crazy. You've got to take the time to figure out your own blueprints. And once you figure that out, once you put that time in, it's like, it's amazing. <laughs> I, can't, I mean, can you imagine? I, I don't know who does that because because it, it's like no one has any faith in people. I, you know, I think of my program like it, it's eight weeks, but it's like a college course compressed in eight weeks. And it's like because I college kind of sucked. <laughs> like I'd love to be able to go back and do it with the brain I have now. But it was a struggle. But but it was like when you think about college, it's like you make a commitment. People are believing in you. It's hard. You know what I mean? So it pushes you, but you end up 
you know, even if you hate what you you got your degree and you don't want to do it, you feel you're proud of yourself. Do you know what I mean? And so this program, it's like, yeah, you got to do some of the work, but I believe in you. I trust you. I know if you do this work and you get these blueprints, it's like, man, it's so much easier moving forward, <laughs> you know, because you got plans that are customized to you eating blueprint. So there's mindset, lifestyle, eating, and they're all customized to you. It's like, you've got this blueprint and maybe you fill the blueprint and say, oh shit, it's wrong. And you fix it and you learn and you grow. And then there's all the hypnosis. Again, eight weeks of just, you know, there's over a hundred hypnosis sessions ultimately to listen to. And they're, they're, again, it's five minutes every morning. You listen to that, um, you know, 10 minutes. It's like, there's one, one person who just finished up the program this week, but you know, she dropped 20 pounds in eight weeks, but she did it without dieting. Do you know what I mean? Like, and, and again, I don't like to say that because it's not about the the rapid weight loss. Who gives a shit if you don't lose any weight over eight weeks, but you all of a sudden have this blueprint that you really feel good about and you're moving forward. That's why I try to say it's about weight mastery. You know, you got to get off the weight loss part of it, you know, but, but anyways, um, yeah, go get it, you know? And then the, the biggest part is that I work with you for eight weeks. You know, we have, we have live calls every Tuesday, Thursday. And, um, yeah, whatever you're, you're struggling with, I love when I, I don't want anyone to struggle or feel bad, obviously, but when people get on the calls and they're feeling completely destroyed, because I've been doing private coaching for 20 years and um, I've really been doing a lot of it the last, you know, five, six years. But it's like, I always tell people they invest a lot of money with me to work with me um, privately. I don't even do private sessions anymore right now, but um, I love when these people come on the call and they're just feeling destroyed. I, again, I don't want anyone to feel destroyed, but I'm glad that they can do that. And then I'm there for them because that's one of the most important things you need to learn is how to turn that around. You know what I mean? Cause you're never going to get on a, a path in life where it's just like smooth sailing forever. Unfortunately. Right. There's always going to be like these setbacks and bumps and discouragement and whatever, you know, and it's managing, it's learning how to manage those times. That's going to be the most important thing for you to get to where you want to go. You know, because there's a thing, a cognitive bias, they call it the planning fallacy. We all do this where we imagine, okay, I'm going to lose weight. And we imagine it. We imagine just a straight line of success, right? We imagine the, the, the quickest line between A and B, you know, and it's never accurate. So we go into most change processes way underprepared and just expecting it's going to be a smooth sailing, you know, and it's not. And so people are very poorly prepared to deal with setbacks and challenges mindset wise, you know? So to be there, I, I did this last week. I don't know if Vicky's on here. She, she's on here all the time, but it was, you know, if you get on and you had a, a bad day, a really bad day to be able to come into a place, a safe place. And I, I, I could turn people around, you know what I mean? And it's amazing. And, and not only do I turn people around, I, I show them how I'm doing it. That's the key thing. This is probably something you don't have the ability to do right now. You know, so to, to kind of simplify it, a lot of times what people say is, um, <laughs> hey, Vincent, um, a lot of people say that it's almost like I'm installing into your mind. I don't want to say my voice kind of because you're saying that, but but a coach voice, a positive, encouraging, supportive voice in your head. That's what I would say my program does like in a nutshell. It does, it does a lot. Again, I don't want to overwhelm you with, with everything it does. But I would say at the end of the day, where the most important thing you, you want and need is to have a positive, supportive, encouraging voice along the path of life, really, <laughs> but certainly along your weight loss journey. And you don't have that right now. You have that, that very critical, harsh voice, and it makes it very difficult to succeed, you know? Um, let's see. Um, it makes me feel amazing to eat so much good food. It just, it costs, costs like $50 a day. All right. That's, 
that's a lot. Of, that's a pretty good amount of money. You're eating a lot of food. All right. All right. Um, I feel like the only way to lose weight is being free from the thought of obsession of losing weight. Yeah, I agree with that. You know, so so to that point, right? I think. Um, uh, well, you'll see, Vincent. I'm about, I'm gonna start talking about something new here. Uh, that I here here's a mindset shift for you. That what you want to start doing is thinking like a thin, healthy person instead of a dieter. If that kind of makes a distinction for you, because dieters are constantly obsessed with losing weight. Now, there's not like technically there's nothing wrong with losing weight, but the way we think about it is not natural because it's been put there by the diets. And so what happens is most people, when they think about losing weight, they think about it, they frame that process as a temporary one. I'm going to diet until I lose the weight, you know? And so it's right there in the beginning that they're just doing this until I lose the weight. Because I always ask people that are dieting, well, what are you going to do once you lose the weight? It gives a shit. I'll figure it out then. I just want to lose the weight, you know? And there's no thought at all to how they're going to live. And what tends to happen is People get to that point. And listen, you know, at first when, say you do get on a plan and you stick with it, what happens is you're trading the pleasure of the food for the pleasure of the weight going down, right? Because every time you step on that scale, it's really exciting. And so you, you trade one pleasure for another, but eventually the weight stops going down. Where's your pleasure now? What, what are you going to do now to maintain your, your motivation, your lifestyle? I don't know, I'll figure it out. No, you won't. No, you won't. No one does, you know, because no one ever thinks about it. It, it takes... I, I was looking at like a video. I, I did a podcast the other day. Like being thin is a skill, which is a whole nother aspect to this process that no one thinks about. That you think you're just going to start tomorrow on Monday and just going to lose the weight and just be a thin person starting tomorrow. Why? Because you know I got to eat less. You know, I would say like like it's like saying you you're going to learn the piano by reading some books and learning about it. That's not going to let you play the piano. You know, and knowing that you should eat less food or you shouldn't eat carbs or you should work out more, that's not what's going to help you lose weight. It, those are tactics, you know, that, that can bring you there. But what's ultimately going to dictate is the mindset, you know, how you think about yourself. And so, yeah, you, you need to, the obsession of losing weight is, um, it's complete backwards. It's true. It's like a scarcity mentality. Um, it's just, it's literally programming you to be overweight. You know, because when you think about losing weight, technically what you're doing is you're thinking about extreme measures to lose the weight quickly. You're not thinking about living at your goal weight. You know, um, again, I, I make the distinction. There, there's weight loss and there's weight mastery. I would suggest you orient yourself towards weight mastery because that's a way better goal. And it's what you actually want. You don't want to just lose. You've lost weight. I know you've lost weight in your life. And then you put it back on. Are you happy that you lost that weight? No. You know, would you be happier if you kept the weight off? Well, obviously, right? But you never, you never focus on that, you know? Now, Median says, people would say I eat extremely restrictive, but I don't like to say I'm on a diet. It's more like I eat this way to feel the best. Now, Median, you're confusing the hell out of me. You just, did I get you saying you're eating four to 5,000 calories a day? Because no one in the world would say that was restrictive. <laughs> did I misunderstand you? I feel like I misunderstood you or something. But I hear what you're saying about the rest of it. People might say like, I'm, I eat restricted, you know, when people, that's why I don't really talk about what I eat because it's, it's, it's up to me. You know what I mean? Like, like everyone's got to figure out how they want to eat, but, um, all the kind of food. All right. So, so yeah. So you're probably what, I mean, you're not eating four or 5,000 calories a day and being underweight unless you train 15 hours a day. <laughs> right. Am I missing something? I might be missing something. I miss things all the time. But um, 
Yeah, you know, but, but let me speak to that for a second. Like the pleasure of food, you know, because sometimes people say, oh, you don't need it. You don't need, you don't need this. You don't need this. And it's like, well, yeah, I don't eat as much like cookies. I don't eat as much cookies as I used to. I don't eat as much baked goods, as much sweets, all that stuff as I used to. But when I eat them, I think I get more pleasure out of it than the average person because I'm eating those foods with a complete lack of guilt or shame or frustration with myself, you know? And that's what I want to put in your mind that sometimes like when you start eating cleanly, when you start eating healthy, you, again, it's strategic, you know? So it's like, I'll, I'll eat that way because then I know when I'm enjoying myself with food, because the way I structure it for me right now, it's five days of clean intentioned eating. And then there's two days of more pleasure focused eating, you know, but that pleasure focused eating is rel relative to the clean eating for two reasons. One is because I eat clean a lot of the time. Now when I'm eating the pleasure eating, I'm eating it in a body that's healthy. That's at my exact weight I want to be. So there is like, <laughs> you can't even imagine this. You can't even imagine living in a head, in a life where I never have to think about my, I'm not saying never, but, but I, I don't think about weight loss because I'm at the exact weight I want to be at. And I never think about I'm going to gain the weight because I know my lifestyle and my eating patterns are structured so that if I continue following them, I'm going to be at the same weight. So I have been, you know, um, and if I need to adjust something, I know exactly how to adjust it. So there's a sense of control there. It's almost like I was just talking about the scale. I just made a video about the scale. Um, but it's like the scale, for example, right? It's like, if you start using the scale in a strategic way, it's just like a speedometer of a car. But when you're driving your car and you look at the speedometer and you're going over or under the speed limit, you don't freak out. You just adjust to get to where you want to be, you know, like that would be the ultimate goal, wouldn't it? Like that you could look at your weight and just be like, feel somewhat indifferent, be calm, relaxed, matter of fact with it. And just, if you want to gain weight, you start increasing things. If you want to lose weight, you just decrease things, right? That's what I'm talking about. And I know like that idea just sounds like I'm from another planet, but it's not, it's just a changing how you think. I used to think that way. You know, I, I did my food plan of what I used to eat back in the day. And it was breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, snack. That was that nighttime one wasn't even a snack. It was, I think it was better to say like breakfast, snack, lunch, snack, dinner, dinner too, because <laughs> it was that many calories, you know, it was all snack foods, but it was a lot of them every night. And so, um, you know, you could change it, you know, um, what are your thoughts on the keto diet? I, I like the keto diet. Like I like philosophy. I like parts of the philosophy, you know, again, the, the challenge of diets is that diets, basically you have to think about diets as a marketing exercise. Okay. And so the diets are basically saying, okay, how can we pick one concept to make it seem as simple as possible? Right. So keto is one of my favorites. I think this, this exaggerate, this proves it more than anything because keto is like, oh, just stop eating carbs. And it's like, it sounds so simple. Well, I just stop eating carbs. Shit. I could do that. I could do that. I'm start, just stop eating carbs. Cool. But then you go and do it. And it's like, oh my God, everything I ate was carbs. Apparently <laughs> I have to eat completely different. This is hard. And so, um, you know, I, I like keto in the sense of, it's, it's a response to the bigger problem that we have way too many refined carbs in our diets right now, right? Number one source of, of calories in the American adult's life is baked goods, you know? So flour is one of the top sources of calories. So if you start a diet that cuts that out, great. Do you have to go into ketosis? Uh, I, don't, I don't know, you know what I mean? Like, of course, as America, it goes way too far with it all. 
um, and staying in ketosis all the time. I don't understand it. A diet meant for epileptics? You know, like, what are we doing here? Are we that desperate to lose weight that we're going to do that? What, where's the studies on what it's like to live a whole life in ketosis? What are we basing this on? I don't know, but I like the idea we would cut the ref refined carbs down. I think that part's smart. So again, what I like to do, I like to give context. I think when you have context to nutrition, when you have context to understand um, what all the diets have in common, because I can look at all the diets and say, oh, that's a good idea for that. And that's a good reason for that. So I take the parts I like and I create my own plan. So I pull from vegetarianism, plant-based diets, keto, intermittent fasting, um, Mediterranean diet, <laughs> you know what I mean? Pretty much every diet, I'll pull certain things from it because I understand the overall context. You know, do you need to go stay in ketosis to, to master your weight? That's, that's crazy to me, to me, you know, if you want to stay in ketosis, you go do it. If you're having an easy time with it, knock yourself out. But it's like, it's, it's an overcorrection and pretty much every diet's an overcorrection, which again is when you're focused on weight loss, you'll do that overcorrection. Cause you're like, ah, oh, it's just for a little while. I just want to lose the weight. You know, and when you focus on weight mastery, you won't do that shit because you say, I, I'm not going to live my life in ketosis. No way. I'm not. Now, some people might love that. Knock yourselves out. <laughs> but a lot of people that I talk to, it's miserable and they don't want to do that. So don't stop trying to force yourself to do shit you hate. God, it makes no sense. <laughs> you know? So anyways, that's my thoughts on keto. I like that we should cut down the refined uh, carbs and I don't like how extreme it can get, you know, so there's that. Um, bum, bum, bum. Uh, so, so you're saying I should focus on telling myself I'm getting closer to my goal weight. Um, not if you're not, <laughs> you know what I mean? You gotta be honest with yourself. Don't, don't bullshit yourself. There's a, there's a, there's a fine line between like imagining yourself the way you want to be at your goal weight. You can go right into that hundred percent. Oh, okay. I'm waking up tomorrow morning at my goal weight. I feel amazing. I'm X pounds. I'm size blah. I'm strong. I'm mo mobile. I'm moving around. I feel good. I'm light. I'm moving up and down the stairs. You're imagining all that. Great. Okay. But now you come out of that and you feel motivated. You feel excited. But now we bring back your logical mind and say, okay, how am I behaving? <laughs> right? Cause we can't, we cannot go, okay. I'm going to, this is like a law of attraction, which I like parts of law of attraction, just like the keto stuff. I like certain aspects of things. And as a whole, I got problems with it. I do. And so law of attraction, sometimes I think they blur that line between what you're doing and the effects you're going to get. And so if you eat a whole cake and then you're like, okay, I'm thin, I'm thin, da, da, da. no, it ain't going to work. <laughs> There's no mindset stuff you're going to do that's going to overcome the cake and all the cookies. Do you understand? So, so I want to make that crystal clear. So yeah, as long as you are, if you're doing things, right? So it's like, if all of a sudden you start adding more water into your, your day, you start getting some more sleep, you start going for a walk, you eat a salad, you, care, you start doing little things that start being healthier. Yeah, hey, look at me, great job, da, 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 da. So you gotta be honest with yourself, okay? Very, very important. Supportive, encouraging, nurturing, and honest, right? But, um, and, and so I don't, I don't mean to assume that you're not doing those things Chantel, I'm going to say it's Chantel. Um, I'm not saying you were bullshitting yourself. I, I didn't mean to imply that with you, but I just want to be clear because I, I hear people say that to me a lot. I don't want to be clear that, yes, as long as you're starting to do any little things around the right path, hey, look at me. I'm moving close to my goal because I did this today. I did this because that's exactly what I did. But I started first with my nighttime eating. I started making headway with that. I said, look at me. I did this, I did this, I did this. And so, yeah, that's what you want to do moving towards my goal weight. And, um, you know, then when you're not doing those things, you just say, I want to, I want to do those things. I want to move towards my goal weight, but notice the difference. It's like, instead of saying, I want to lose X amount of pounds, say, I want to be X amount of pounds to, to kind of summarize it and simplify it.
Um, AB secrets. I feel I'm about to throw up while I'm working out. Why? Um, I don't know. Are you working out too hard? That'd be my, my question. Um, what should I focus on if I'm trying to work on body recomposition? Um, okay, recomposition. Uh, if, I mean, that's more, that's a little outside of my expertise. Um, but again, I mean, you're talking more exercising, weight training. I always say like your, your, what you eat, your diet controls your, your weight and your exercise control, controls your shape. So body composition is really more like, you know, work, what, what do you want to do? You know what I mean? And really focusing on those areas, you know, um, that, that's the recomposition part of it. Um, <laughs> Chantel, she gets it. All right. You got it, right? Again, I, I'm just, I was just saying, cause I, I, I went, sometimes I get triggered with questions, whether that's what you meant or not. You know what I mean? Like, um, I, uh, but, but that's a good point though. Cause I, I don't know. Sometimes the law of attraction stuff, like some people get so far into that. They're like eating like shit and they're like, but I, I'm using my mind. I'm, I'm going to visualize every day that I'm going to be thin. It's like, then, and that, let me make that distinction really too, too. Cause this is an important point. And this is what's so in my program, when you're using self-hypnotic programming, that's the technique. I, I show you a, a very specific technique to program yourself, but this is really important. There's two types of programming you want to do. This is really, really important. This speaks to that point as well is one, we do want to connect to our goal. Okay. And this is law of attraction stuff. And this is why I, I get frustrated with law of attraction because I think Again, just like diets, they're always trying to simplify. They oversimplify things because that makes it more marketable. I'm not going to do that to you. <laughs> I'll have less people listen to me because I'm going more in depth, but I'm not going to bullshit you. I, I just don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Like it, it's just a shitty way and it's, it's easy to do, but it's like, that's why we're in the problem we're in. But so a lot of attraction says, oh, just imagine what you want. Imagine what you want. Imagine what you want. Connect to that feeling, connect to that feeling. Well, hey, guess what? You've got to do lots of stuff to get that. I don't give a shit. You think about yourself thin all day long. If you eat the same way, you ain't getting thin. Okay. You can think about being rich all day long. If you don't do anything different, you're not making that money. You know? So what the secret is, is this do that because it's very motivating. It keeps you inspired. It keeps you excited. Why am I doing this? This is why keep yourself in that feeling. Yes. However, add in, what do I need to do to make that happen? This is where my, this, I would say my program is very unique in this. I don't know who does this. So it's like law of attraction for the causes that make that effect, right? The weight loss is the effect you're looking to create. And technically you can't lose weight. There's no such thing as losing weight, by the way. Subconsciously, it's a very confusing phrase, which I think is on purpose, but we'll leave that to the side for today. Um, but lose, you can't lose weight. How do you lose weight? What do you do? You got to eat better. So you can eat better. You can exercise, you can live healthier, those things you can do, but what happens? Those things turn into weight loss. Weight loss is the reflection. There's cause and effect. The eating better, the living healthier, those things causes the effect of losing weight. So weight loss is a secondary effect that happens from a behavioral change. So in my program, what we're doing is we focus on the behavioral change because that's the hard part. Imagining you're thin is easy. <laughs> the problem is how do I, um, how do I get myself to eat the right food all day long? Well, a lot of travel. Oh, just keep imagining thin. Keep imagining thin. Bullshit. Bullshit. It's never going to work because what you have to do is you have to get yourself to eat well throughout the day. How, when do you work on that? Just cause I imagine myself thin. That's not going to change your behavior tomorrow. Don't believe me? <laughs> you know, it will initially because you'll have so you'll be genuinely excited and it will make a, a there will be a residual effect. But what's truly going to dictate is your ability to do the things you know you should that you keep avoiding. 
And that's what you need to program in. So yes, we do connect to the end goal, absolutely. But more of the focus is on doing the nuts and bolts things that get you that result. And that's what I see. Law of attraction misses that part and it pisses me off because you got these people spending years just imagining what they want. That's not going to give you that. I promise you, you know, um, it's not going to work if you just do that only. Anyways, um, Almedian, yep, be more gentle. Could try celery juice to neutralize toxin, provide nutrients. Yeah, definitely be more gentle, probably. Elmin says, so much great wisdom from Jim. Got to go by. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so, you know, but but it is like once you start, when you can get yourself to do the things that you know you should, that is the secret. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like that that's the skill you want. I'll take that every day over even, you know, being able to, you know, connect to what I want to accomplish, you know what I mean? And I think that's valuable too, by the way. That's a huge part of my program is connecting to that goal. But it's way more important to be able to get yourself to do what you know you should consistently. That is the magic formula, right? Remember that. And remember that too, if you're doing law of attraction, I get a lot of people that do law of attraction. I like parts of it. I think it's incomplete. I think all the diets are incomplete. The diets are all just tactics. Stop eating carbs. Stop eating for 12 hours a day. Um, count your points. Uh, eat less fat, eat Mediterranean food, eat cabbages, uh, eat 500 calories a day. It's one tactic, you know? Your weight loss does not rely on a tactic. It relies on a strategy, an overall strategy. Knowing what to do is not what's stopping you from losing weight. Being able to get yourself to do it consistently is, <laughs> right? So it's important to have that distinction or otherwise you take lots of action and you don't get the results you want. <laughs> Barbara said you made me go out and get a veggie platter. That's awesome. That's what happens too. You know, that's the other part that makes me wild. Like, like it's just crazy. I always wonder. That's why I do this, to be honest. I always imagine in my mind, like, what if there was a, uh, like a, a TV station that was all like positive messages, like genuinely positive. Now, I don't think you can do this because... <laughs> The entire economy is built on you being unhealthy and unhappy. There, I said it. <laughs> I don't care. Because it's like, if you're, you know what I mean? Like, like what's out there? Every ad is like, you want to hear my conspiracy theory? I'm going to share this with you. This is my, my big conspiracy theory. That I think the thing that connects us all as, a, as people at this point, at least in America, I can only speak to America, I'm in America. The one thing that connects us more than anything is that we all are consumers, right? More, more than political affiliation, religious affiliation, we're all consumers. And I think what drives the consumption is you not feeling like you have enough, right? Like you don't feel like you have enough. And so you want more. You're like, you thought you were happy, but now you watch the commercial. Oh shit, I'm not happy. I need that. You know, and I think everything, every ad is basically that, you know, I thought I was happy. Oh shit. I'm not, I need that thing. Right. And so every advertisement to some level is always making you feel a little bit less than, you know, you don't feel great. You know, if you get this, then you'll feel great. And that's, that's the world we live in, I think. And so, um, I think when you zoom out a little bit further from that, you realize, so there's no real positive support coming at you in a, in a, in a big way. You know what I mean? Like what, what, what channel, what channel you watched on TV to get like positive programming, like to eat, like to crave healthy foods, to go out and get a veggie platter. You know what I mean? Like to, to go out and go for a walk, to drink some water, to meditate. You know what I mean? To get some sleep. 
Where are you getting those messages from? Where? I, I mean, gee, I'm asking genuinely. Is there any place? Where would you go? I, I don't even know. That's why I started doing these. I said, you know, like uh, I, I restructured everything. You know, I was doing private coaching. I certified a bunch of coaches last year in the program yourself that method. And I was like, you know what? I really will get this shit out to the world, you know? And so um, I got my program, you know, that I offer, but I'm like, I'm just going to give away for free. Just give some positive stuff to people to hear because we learn through contrast, you know? And if you're always in like this diet mindset, it's like the way you think about weight loss is just doomed from the get go, you know? And so I try and get out there just as an alternative point of view. And once you hear that alternative point of view, um, it does a lot of the work itself. You know what I mean? Like you want to be healthy. You know, the problem is you have no support for it. You know, there's no support and never support. What I mean is you have no mental programming for it, right? Like I had complete shitty programming. My mom was amazing. My dad died when he was, when I was nine and everyone around me just, it was shitty programming for health and happiness, to be honest, you know, where I was at, maybe it's different for you. And so I had to create my own programming you know, and that's what I do now with my clients is I, I it's a place where they get positive programming. <laughs> Let's see. I don't know. What's that? What's that you wrote? It's a lot of, it's a lot of letters. Is that English? I want to know what that says. Um, but yeah, so think to yourself, you know, where am I getting positive programming from? And if you're not getting any positive programming, how are you expecting to get the results you want? That's what I wonder. You know, because the weird part is, like I mentioned this a minute ago, and I don't know if you're here for this, but that perception is reality, which is a crazy thought to believe, you know, because we all think we're living in reality, but we're not. There's a part of your brain called the reticular activation system, the RAS for short, and it literally filters out your reality. If, you, if you've got all of reality at once, you go insane, you know, so this part of your brain just filters out your reality and just brings in your awareness what you believe and what's important to you, right? So an example of this is when you're driving your car. <laughs> Someone fell asleep at their keyboard, right? They got the first part, right? And then they just fell asleep. Um, it's funny. So, uh, what was I just saying? Um, yeah, so the RAS system. So so this is like, you know, like when you're driving, you, you see your car on the road, right? You're not scanning, looking for it, but it just pops in your awareness because it's important to you. It's your car. It's meant a lot. That's why you bought it. Big investment, all the rest of it. So now it pops in your, your, your mind. And so this is happening on every level. This is happening with food. This is happening with how you're going to lose weight. You think you know how to do it and you think you know everything you've I've done. How many times have I heard, I've tried everything and nothing works. You've tried everything. You've tried every diet because every diet, the diet's got you trapped in a mental prison of how to lose weight to the point that you, you know, I always say this, that you can't even separate weight loss from dieting. You can't even imagine how to lose weight and live at a different weight other than doing a diet. That's how complete this is. You know, and so I get out here and try and just give you this alternate point of view. And the, the beauty of it is it's way easier. It takes a little longer, but it's way easier. Every diet, you're way overcorrecting. You know, you start in day one, um, 50, 60% of your calories down, you know, and you're just like, oh yeah, that's what you do to lose weight. No, it's not. That's not the only option, you know? And says, I know what, to, I know what to do. I need to exercise. I avoid that. I need to eat healthy. I'm trying I'm such in a snug mood. How can I change it? A snug mood, like you're just comfortable, like you don't want to move. I know what I need. I know what to do. I need to exercise. Okay, I know I need to exercise. I avoid that. I need to eat healthy. So yeah, so you're avoiding it, right? A lot of people do that. Why does that happen? Again, this is the key point, right? It comes back to 
And again, when, if I say this, if you're just here, I just want to point out how long have you wanted to lose weight for? For a lot of people, it's 10, 20, 30, 40 years of, of obsessively thinking about losing weight. And I only say this to you because I love you and I, and I want you to understand that the dieting is completely wrong and ineffective. It's not you. But you've been trying to lose weight for decades and you don't know shit about how to actually lose weight. You know, I should exercise, I should eat better, I should eat healthy, right? That means almost nothing to your subconscious mind, okay? Because you have two minds. You have a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. You've thought you're just a conscious mind. Like, oh, okay, I need to eat healthier, so I'm gonna do it. No, you're not, because your behavior is run by your subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind says, exercising is hard, no thank you. And your conscious mind says, but we should exercise, it's better for us. No thank you. I don't, I'm just going to sit here. Oh, this is better. I'll just do this. Thank you very much. But we got to exercise. It's healthy for us. Don't you, don't you want to help weight? No, thank you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you don't know how to change this. And it's not going to change. Like, so what you do, no, we really got to do it. We got to really do it. I don't want to. No, we're going to do it. I'm for, come on. And that's what you do. That's your exercise and that's your eating healthy. And you can do that for a couple of days or a couple of weeks maybe, you know? But it's not until you change this where it says, you know what? Exercising, yeah, I really want to do it. Let's do it. I, I love it. It makes me feel amazing. I feel so much more alive after I finish. Um, I love the challenge. I love doing it. I keep getting better. I feel stronger. I was so proud of myself last night when I went to bed reflecting on how I exercised yesterday, right? When that's what you associate with exercising, guess what? You exercise a lot more. And it wasn't because you forced yourself to do it. It's because you wanted to do it. Yeah. Don says, listen to the hypnosis last night. I'm sold, right? Yeah. How was that, Don? What was your experience of the hypnosis session? Which everyone, by the way, go get the hypnosis session. It's right in my bio. Click that link, put your information in. I give you a free hypnosis session. On top of that, once you listen to it, there's a training there. Three steps to master your weight. Watch it. It's a half hour. It'll, it'll give you a real understanding of how to master your weight. It's not rocket science. It's just, it's nothing you're going to think of on your own. Hate to tell you. I've dedicated 30 years of my life to this. I've done over 5,000 private weight loss sessions. Um, <laughs> thank you. The voice is so relaxing, right? Again, that's what, I, that's what I've worked on. You know what I mean? Like, that's my craft. So get the session. It's free. Listen to it. Experience hypnosis. Hypnosis isn't some crazy shit where it's like, you're going to like go into some weird trance where I have control of you. Hypnosis you experience every single day. Every time you're watching a show or a movie, you're in a state of hypnosis. That's hypnosis. It's just you being passive and absorbing everything and allowing yourself to imagine it. That, that's all hypnosis is. It's you relaxing physically, mentally, and allowing your imagination to imagine what's on the screen, and you're having a visceral experience from it, a vicarious experience. Yeah, you can see why it works, because it allows you to use your imagination to create changes. Imagination is the language of the subconscious mind. Subconscious programming in changing yourself through hypnosis, especially through programming yourself then, it's the most comfortable way to, trans, to change your weight. It's, it doesn't have to be a struggle. I don't, know, I don't know what I can do. You know what I mean? Like I get out here and say this every day. So you go, Don, watch the training, get in the program. That's, that's, that, that's like, uh, I don't know. You know, that, that, that thing is like, I love that session. I put a lot of work into that, but it's like, that is like, a tiniest fraction of the whole program. I mean, you know, once you create, you put it all together, it's like, it's, it's a real, I'm sitting here waxing poetic. I love my program so much. I'm about to go do a coaching call right now with it. And it's like, it's just, uh, it's crazy. I mean, I've been doing this for so many years. It's like, 
you know, you just watch something like, oh, 20 pounds down. And it's like, you know, I didn't even diet. I don't understand how it happened. <laughs> you know? Yeah, go watch it, Don. It's, um, it's, uh, I know I got, I got to make a better, I'll send you that, um, the, the training. I, I got to send those out to people when they opt in. But, um, if you got the email today, you know, I don't know if you got it. If you didn't get it today, you'll get it tomorrow. But on top of that, like every day I send out emails. They're just, they're coaching, encouragement. It's the best shit in weight loss. I, so I just give it away for free. I used to charge for that. You know what I mean? It used to be a program I charged for. I tell you, I kind of restructured my whole business and um, now I just give it away. Like all you got to do is just opt in for it. You know what I mean? I give you a bunch of free stuff. Yeah. I have a coaching program, you know, but it's like, I give you more free stuff than anyone, you know, because I really want you to master your weight. I don't care, you know, your, your situation. I'll help you anyways. Yeah. Taco Tuesday. Yep. That's dinner tonight. Um, cabbage, slaw and radish, pico, um, beans, you know, and, um, yeah. So, so dinner doesn't meal planning. That's a whole thing. You know, like I go into that in the program, creating your own eating blueprint is, is ultimately the, the name of the game, you know? And, um, again, I don't have time to it right now. I gotta get out of here in a few minutes, but figuring out how you want to eat is the biggest, the biggest thing technically that you need to figure out, you know? Um, thank you, Don. I'm glad. I appreciate that. Truly inspiring. It's been fun. Yeah. Doing like social media stuff. It's been fun just getting this message out there because it's, um, yeah, it helps people, you know, and it'll keep helping you. That's the beauty of it. You know, like, that's why I say the most important thing. And this is why I say the program, because the, the, the one thing I can't do that I think is the most there's a lot of things in the program, but I think the most important thing of all that I've seen after 5,000 private weight loss sessions is that the most important experience is when you feel like shit. <laughs> I know, right? Isn't that motivating? It's like when you invest a bunch of money with me and you say, okay, now everything's going to be great. No, there's going to be a time where you feel like shit, even with the program. It's, it's a pattern you run. You know what I mean? So it's like, you'll be amazing for a week or whatever. And all of a sudden you're just like, ah, oh, I feel like shit today. And then I'm there. You know what I mean? And that's the most important piece. Cause you feel like when you feel discouraged, you go into a mind space where you feel so down. And usually what happens when you feel that down is the only strategy you have to feel better. A lot of times is just eating food, you know? So for me to be there in that moment and show you mentally what you're doing to feel down and then help you change that is like usually for people that, they're like, holy shit, it, that's never happened to me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And that is such a big moment for people. I just had it last week with a client um, on one of the calls in a dramatic way. I mean, everyone, it's always the same. I mean, if you have a good week, we reinforce it. But it's like, what I like is when people have a bad week, <laughs> honestly, because I don't care if it's a good week or bad week. This is all in service of weight mastery. And so you can learn, a lot of times you learn more from the mistakes, from the bad weeks than you do from the good ones. You know, so it's like, that's my favorite part of the program is it gets rid of this idea that there's good and bad because they're both good in their own way. Yeah. The good weeks bring you closer to your goal quicker, you know, that week, but a lot of times the bad weeks end up being more substantial distinctions that really lead you to your goal weight. And it's, that's the spot that most people miss on their own because, you know, you go, it's kind of the crazy eight, you know, where you're like, 
okay, I don't give a shit. And then you eat everything and then you start eating everything. And you feel absolutely horrible. And you're like, oh my God, I feel absolutely terrible. Now I'm going to punish myself. And now I got to, I can't eat anything. I'm not going to eat anything. I'm going to make it up. I'm going to starve myself. And then you starve yourself. Now you start feeling so shitty and you're so tired. I just need to feel better. I need to feel better. I'm going to eat something. I'm going to eat. Oh, I eat. Now I ate too much. Now I feel like shit. Now I got to punish my, you know what I mean? It's just back and forth. Oh, oh my God, over and over. So for someone to get on there and they start feeling down and then I get on there and I'm like, no, hold on. And it's like, that that's the moment because it's like we still have to work on how they did it but it's like in their subconscious mind they're like holy shit when i feel really down or discouraged i can actually feel better that's a, that's possible and then again when you understand the process to make it happen because everything that's creating your feelings is your mindset you know your thoughts create your feelings your feelings create your behaviors you know um yeah don says yeah so many of us fall into that cycle yeah, it's the common cycle it's the diet cycle that's what i'm trying to tell you the diets don't want you to lose weight they're just the diets are all run by big food companies. You hear me say this every day because I want everyone to know this. Um, that Again, Weight Watchers owned by uh, Heinz, was owned by Heinz. Jenny Craig was owned by Nestle. Uh, the company that owns Slim Fast, same company that owns Ben and Jerry's Ice Cream. It goes on and on. And so they don't want you to lose weight. They want you to crazy restrict your calories that cause you to eat more calories ultimately. And it helps you get caught in that cycle. That cycle of, of binging and eating and then trying to starve yourself to make up for it. Then binging and eating and then trying to starve. And you don't get anywhere. You know? So, um, yeah, it's it's a real problem, you know, and you got to break free. It's not, <clears throat> this is why I say it's not a tactic. There's no tactic I could tell you to do it within the mindset you're in. You need to change your mindset. You need to break out of that mental prison that you're in, you know, and um, get in a new mindset. That, that That's what I always teach people. Um, Barbara says, eating broccoli, cauliflower, carrot, celery, and cherry tomatoes instead of a bag of pretzels. Yeah, right? And you'll notice that. Now, the secret to doing that, Barbara, is to do that, consistently day after day and then the effects of that start to um accumulate you know and they get bigger the you know four or five days of eating like that you're gonna feel a lot different than the first day even you know but i'm proud of you and you should be proud of yourself go to bed tonight and reflect on that good job pat yourself on the back you know that's again that's a whole other thing that so often with weight loss people the only positive feedback they get is is dictated by the scale you know, and you're screwed if that's the case, you know, so what you want to do is you want to start to be, feel really good, pat yourself on the back for all the good behaviors you do, all the good decisions you make. Don't wait for the scale to go down, you know, go, go to bed tonight and really feel proud of the fact that you ate all those things today, Barbara, you know, um, good for you. Great job. And on that, I will end it. All right, everyone. Have a great day. Uh, keep an eye on the, the channel. Got new videos coming up. Um, the podcast is out. So if you listen to podcasts, go check it out, whatever platform you listen to. Um, if you listen to it, like it, give it a little, little review. Say it's the greatest thing you ever heard in your life. And, um, yeah, go get that hypnosis session. If you're here, go to my bio, get that session. It's free. All right. Um, thank you, Susan. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Have a great day. We'll talk soon. Bye.